Enough already. When you've had enough of not feeling enough, come here to connect to your knowing that you are more than enough. Hello beauties, it's Callie here for another episode of Enough Already. And this episode is me unpacking some thoughts around meaning and what you're making up when it comes to meaning and stories and definitions. And I think I'll start with anxiety because I feel like it's a feeling many of us have been intimate with, traversed, and perhaps are um, have attached some kind of meaning to the feeling of anxiety. It means in some way you're off track or you're, um, you know, not listening to yourself in some way or not honoring your energy or whatever meaning it is that you've attached to anxiety, Um, that you're incapable, that you're lazy, that you can't manage. Um, I'm sure you have your own rhetoric and narrative around this feeling when it's activated within you. And what I wanted to share is what if every feeling that moved through us was in service of our greatest good and was in service in some way of keeping us connected to what is most important to us? in this version of ourselves, in this phase of our lives. And I guess I use anxiety as an example because there is an undercurrent or a um, an attitude that anxiety in some way is sabotaging or infiltrates or in is not desirable. And I get that it's uncomfortable. I get that it's not the most comfortable of feelings when anxiety is activated within our physical bodies. But I wonder what it would be like if you considered it to be an ally. And if anxiety comes as a visitor, it is visiting to bring you more acutely attuned to your physical body, to take you or perhaps highlight to you that you are in your head, maybe overthinking, overprojecting, um, planning, heavily planning, and perhaps offering you an opportunity to be more intimate and tactile with the present moment. When anxiety is completely debilitating and involves panic attacks, say shaking, chills, actual physical symptoms, um, gut pain, digestive issues, It's actually calling your attention into the physical moment, into presence. This is genius. This is genius in our system. And I wonder what 
your relationship with anxiety would be like if it was given some reverence, some attention, and some love, and actually given a place at your table and honoured for its role that it plays in keeping you aligned in your aliveness, in your body, in your presence, and perhaps even allowing you to slow down, take rest, so that you can be resourced, slower, more attentive, and not overusing your energy because mostly with anxiety there's a depletion that comes with it. So there's a requirement to actually become really refined in the moment with what you have time for, with where you're willing to put your attention, and so much can fall away that perhaps is superficial, not needed, and imaginary, and you can become more directly uh, relating with what is needed in the moment to literally survive, to get through the day, to connect back to the breath and to listen to your instincts through your physical body. If there's too much living in the future or even overanalyzing the past, that is when I begin personally to feel the anxiety rising up within me. So anxiety has become this old friend of mine with whom I know is just offering me a tender hand on my lower back to remind me who I am now, what I no longer need, and what it is that I'm willing to continue taking with me as I become with who I am becoming. So it's almost like a refinement tool of, Callie, what do you no longer need? What are you holding on to that is not in service for you anymore? What is no longer in service? What can you let go of? And what can you make space for in the here and now so that you can continue to move forward, growing, thriving, with vitality, being resourced and feeling good and living in my joy. I know when anxiety is present that I have started to disconnect from pleasure, from those things that really bring me and my senses, that sensual, tactile joy of life. So it's shoes off, it's feet in the sand and the water, immersing my whole body in water, which I think is why cold therapy is such an incredible tool for so many people who have chronic anxiety, is that ability to just be alive in the moment, like really present, slapped in the face with a piece of ice <laughs> present in the moment. So I wonder what's resonating for you here what story have you made up about your anxiety or pop in a different quality here about your tiredness? I think that's another one that's huge for mothers, especially 
um, making up a story when they start to get really tired. And I wonder what it would be like to value that energetic slump and to actually see it as an opportunity to take that time to hide away from the world, to pop the pillow over your head, to take a really long, luscious nap and to honor the depletion that is speaking to you through your body. What is your tiredness telling you? If it comes up as a pattern, if your anxiety comes up as a pattern, what are you noticing within that passion pattern without attaching a story to it, without attaching a meaning to it by simply observing and noticing? Hmm. When I overcommit to driving the kids here and there and each child has three extracurricular activities as well as schoolwork, homework, I start to feel that deep lethargy, deep lethargy, even coming on a Monday morning, say, this is not my experience. I'm using it as an analogy, as a story, as an example. Where is the overwhelm and the obligation And do you notice when you're in overwhelm and obligation that anxiety rises or tiredness rises or disinterest arises, apathy arises, depression, um, disempowered self-talk where you start to feel really gross or heavy in your body? And through this noticing, the next step is then stepping away from needing to create a story or a meaning that this means something about you because you're feeling tired, because you're feeling anxious, because you're feeling lackluster. And actually seeing that these feelings are perhaps allies and part of your team to highlight areas and ways in which you can stop, listen, take notice, be more present, and then start to implement the things that feel fill your cup up, have you feel um, more ignited, alive, the smallest of things. For me, if you've been following me for a while, you know it's a matcha latte at my local cafe where I just sit and get to take two minutes, even if the kids are with me, where I sip that warm green tea, take it in, take a breath, and in some way, I've, I, I have a connection and that's a distinction or a definition, no, a distinction for me, an experience that has me feel nourished even just for 30 seconds. So having those, those moments, experiences, smells, colors, fabrics, parts of nature, places, people, music, moving your body, utilizing your senses when you're connecting to a feeling that is uncomfortable, like that deep lethargy, like that anxiety, and allowing it to be there and creating space for it. It's something that our society, the way we, what we glorify to be productive, does not offer productivity in naps, (laughs) in allowing yourself to be anxious and taking the space and the time you need to actually have that feeling move through you and without justifying it, without needing to attach a story or a meaning about you to that feeling. So 
What I've shared here today is hopefully an opening to you to start to allow and embrace and give permission to those parts of yourself that maybe you have attached a meaning to, uh, a meaning of ugliness, a meaning of incapability, a meaning of laziness, whatever meaning that is not working for you right now, that is not allowing you to be present to a feeling that perhaps is wanting to work with you. And it can. Anxiety can be an ally. It can be something that you um, use and utilize to keep you aligned, attuned, and more engaged in your life, your wants, your needs, your joy. So where have you deemed yourself wrong or deemed yourself as, oh, can't believe we're back here now. I thought I would have got over this by now. Or deemed yourself as broken, in need of some kind of fixing, rather than simply allowing, embracing, and giving permission to, so that you can utilize your allies in anxiety, in tiredness, in whatever quality it is that you have gifted some kind of story or meaning to, that now, perhaps now you can see is so easy to reframe and engage with in a way that actually feels empowering, embodied and useful. So, and so, and so, and so it is. It has taken me about half an hour to jump in and share this little thought. I've had kids coming in and out and I've tried to record and then deleted and recorded and deleted. And so I'm glad that I was able to finally send a message to you all <laughs> and finish this episode I would love to hear from you if something landed for you. It was a perfect opportunity for me not to attach some kind of meaning or story to the fact that it was difficult for me to actually come in and record this insight. <laughs> uh, it's so interesting to me when you give energy to something. It's like, you know, if you buy a red car and then all of a sudden you see red cars all over the roads. <laughs> But here I am. Do let me know what resonated for you. And I'm sending you so much love and understanding. And may you start to befriend and become intimate with those parts of yourself that perhaps you have given a meaning, a, a, a more negative or um, depleting meaning to. And may you feel a little more refueled and nourished by all the parts, all the moving parts within you. So much love. Speak soon. Haven't had enough already? Connect with me on Instagram at Cali Coach. 